To the Ottawa podcast, my name is Keegan Ahn. Uh, to my right is Amon Bashir, and then it's Rob Attrell, and then it's our guest, Lisa Johnston. Am I pronouncing that correctly, Lisa? Uh, it's, a, it's a silent T. Oh, actually. really? So it is. It, it, it actually is, yeah. Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Yep. Silent cool. T. That's mm-hmm. just confusing. That seems almost intentionally confusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, my family is pretty sarcastic, so I wouldn't put it past them just to make that up just to <laughs> yeah. use people on purpose <laughs> Good. Uh, so what we do first of all is uh and i noticed that you copied one of my jokes but i actually to to rebecca when we uh, had rebecca yes. one of your yes, friends on yeah. lisa i forgot amon invented that. i made the exact same joke in terms of, is that how you pronounce your name rebecca and it just so happened <laughs> that you did the exact same thing of uh is that how you pronounce your name lisa so with that said, <laughs> and not just taint I, me. I, I just I just heard Rebecca's podcast again, or I listened to yeah, it, yeah, and that's so why I probably I, actually I, did steal it. You probably did. Yeah. That's why I'm saying oh, I'm it. Sorry. Anyway, it's all right. Shoot. That said, and not that I want to create it's sh- any. It's sharing. It's, it's, it's sharing. You're sharing. It's sharing. Sharing. It's fine. That's what it is. Collaboration. And I don't want to create any bias here. And I, we didn't <laughs> we didn't tell you what this Lisa. So what we do at the beginning of every podcast now is we have the uh, the guests assess the intro. Yes. And uh, you can put it on a scale of 1 to 10. You can give feedback. Uh, now, now, knowing what you know about this introduction, how would you rate it? Um, he, he had good energy. He spoke clearly. He did. He did. Uh, so he for did. that, I, I, I give him an A on both those points. Okay. Um, however, uh, maybe do a little research about who you're introducing. Uh, before. So I, I give you a, a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's still, still a B. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is bringing my average up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you've been doing well for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Had a it's rocky true. start. Yeah, yeah, you'll get there. It's good. That's it. Keep, that's it. keep slugging, champ. <laughs> keep slugging, champ. <laughs> uh, before we ask more about Lisa, yes, we should uh, introduce this beer that we have here. Absolutely, we should. The, uh, the beer we have today is from Barley Days Brewery which is apparently not in Prince Edward Island, but is in Prince Edward County, which is good because that sticks to the local. Amon, you had some confusion. You thought it was from PEI. Turns out it's not. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It's from the PEC. Well, the confusion being Amon doesn't read the end of sentences. (laughs) (laughs) That's the confusion is. I try to be as efficient as possible. When you see Prince Edward, of course you're thinking island. Unless you're from southern Ontario. Is that where it is? Yeah. All right. Or England. True, I guess. Uh, so, but the beer, the beer, the beer we have today is Pretty much anywhere else in the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, so, what we're drinking today is the Wind and Sail Dark Ale from the Barley Days Brewery. Uh, it's described as rich and robust. Uh, it's a moderately hopped ale that balances dark and chocolate malt flavors with an earthy finish. Uh, it's available apparently year round at the brewery itself and at selected LCBO stores. Well, it's definitely at. The LCBO next to this place. It is. <laughs> so I'll tell you that much. So, Mon, you try it out it's, and you uh, tell us what you think. It's good. Um, it's <laughs> so fast. It's uh, Well, I, this is my second taste. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, it tastes a bit of bit like a, a chocolatey slash coffee ish. Uh, um, almost almost like a. I guess almost like a porter I've had, but it's, it's not as, I guess, heavy. 
And how's that earthy finish? Well, the earthy finish is, uh, I don't know, it reminds me of a cemetery. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. In a good way? Well, no, just in terms of cemeteries. Okay. Is it earthy like red sand? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to speak to an earthy taste. I don't eat dirt. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Uh, what do you think, Lisa? What's what's your? Uh, what's your... It's uh, quite flavorful. Yeah, could be a little colder. That's a note for you. Yep. You know what? Um... <laughs> it's true. It's true. No, it's fantastic. I okay. appreciate it. I was I was going to test the old trick because it, it's not in uh, it's not in the refrigerator at, at LCBO. It's just on a shelf here. And, and I guess one of the tricks is that you cover your your beer bottle with water and then you put it in the freezer. Yeah, like yeah. a wet paper towel. Yeah, something. yeah something like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, I was going to try that today, and I was like, you know what? Why do it? I was like, I have 50 minutes. It'll probably be cold. <laughs> 15 minutes or 50? 50, 5 okay. zero. Uh, it, okay. it didn't work. No. <laughs> but there's a little bit of coolness to it. Cold. It's very refreshing. All right. Of sorts. So, so the temperature isn't isn't the fault of the beer. So you would say <laughs> it's not part. I, it's not sorry. part of the review. That's, that's true. That's true. I, I would. Uh, Was it Coors Light who has advertisements certified. that they're, they the coldest, they're the coldest right? beer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is Depending. just a ridiculous so, claim to make on television. Well, so, yeah. when, when certified, because the mountains turn blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure they have Sub Zero beer. Right. It's freezing. <laughs> that's how they slate it. It's just a ice slush. cold. Ice cold. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. They, so uh, wind and sail loses on that front. In terms of how how cold, how freezing it, it is. loses <laughs> to Coors Light, which is fine. Yeah, yeah on temperature because it's not trying to win on temperature. But it's this true. is a drink again kind of thing. I drink it again. Absolutely, I would drink Super. it twice again. To be honest, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's their, that's their new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> I drink it twice again. I drink again. it twice again. <laughs> uh, the Amon Bashir seal of approval. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Lisa, you are an actress. Is that fair to say? An actor, yes. Actor, I even the term actor. actor. Yep. Really? Okay, so I, I never know what, which one to say. Yeah, I've been like, calling you an actress all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because actor sounds like one of those things that you're not supposed to say, like when you say fireman. You know, I, I think a, actor is gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just recently, it, it, it depends on recently like, in the last who like, you ask years to. I know okay. females who prefer to be called actress right. as well. Yeah. It's just yeah. you really have to know the person. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so considering that, do you want to cons- like take another look at your evaluation <laughs> uh, in terms of how 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 you you see Keegan right now? Oh, no, now no. it's going to be a global thing. <laughs> yeah. I want to see how the rating is <laughs> constantly checking. In. Uh, <laughs> point there you're sitting at a, a hard seven right okay a hard seven so we'll check in that's throughout the show that's yeah, not bad all right at least it's a hard seven yeah this is hard <laughs> well, <laughs> and now we're at 6.5 <laughs> <laughs> keep going keep uh it. sorry you're an actor <laughs> yes um so well first of all how did you uh, like you're, you're you're an actor by trade is it a hobby what, uh, by trade mm-hmm. i uh i studied acting in school um, yep. At uh, Algonquin College, I took the theater arts program there, Great. Uh, which kind of covers acting as well as the production side uh, of theater. So got to play with lights and sound and stage management, producing, all that oh, uh, kind of stuff yeah. I learned. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
so in in that program, like, do you get hands-on experience in each of those sort of realms? Absolutely. Um, so at uh, the end of your second year of study um, in a two-year program, uh, we put on three productions. Um, so one production, you're basically uh, hired as like a stagehand. So you might do set painting, like all, all the physical stuff. Yeah. Um, then uh, for your second production, you uh, take on a technical role. So you might be um, asked to be the costume designer or the lighting designer or uh, a set designing assistant, something like that. And then, of course, in the third one, uh, that's your acting focus. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So everybody gets a hand at doing uh, okay. absolutely everything. And, and that's at the college itself? Yep. Very cool. Yeah. We have our own uh, black box theater there. Nice. So uh, smaller theater. I think it's uh, 70 seats or, or less. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just a good place to really get uh, get your feet on the ground and start walking. Cool. Yeah. Cool. As an actor, do you find yourself using... All the the different aspects that you you did in school, like oh, absolutely. Um, we had uh, voice classes and movement classes, and I still use the skills um, I learned in those classes every day. Just um, bringing like physicality to a character, or um, learning how to project your voice all the way to the back of the room. I mean, like that's skills that uh, you take with you everywhere you go that makes sense yeah. so you you obviously have an appreciation for the people who can do the same that you might be working with absolutely that makes yeah. sense yeah and it kind of uh makes you realize too when you're working with amateurs right. just uh how much they don't know and how much you didn't know when you started mm, sure yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i guess that's when it would clue in yeah <laughs> for <laughs> Very sure cool. i like that and now, uh, so you're, you've obviously been in, in some plays, but currently... A few. Actually, do you, you want to speak to some of the plays you've been in in the past? Uh, sure. Uh, I've mostly been working um, with the Youth Infringement uh, yeah. Festival, which is, um, I think your uh, previous guest, Rebecca, was talking about it yep. um, in episode, what, was it 20? Uh, around yeah. That. yeah, 19, yeah, it was 19 20. or 20. Yeah, it was 20. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a festival for uh, youth under the age of 25. Great. Um, so I've been acting with them for the last uh, four seasons. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm a bit of a veteran on that festival circuit. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but uh, actually, that's most of the theater I've done since school. Um, oh, okay. It's a little hard to make money. Yeah, yeah, no. In that course. line of work, so sure. it kind of like took up a, a different trade as my day job. Okay, and what is that trade? Uh, I'm a cook. I'm working towards becoming a chef right now. Oh, oh cool! That's really cool. Uh, so hold on, uh, now I, I'm on. I'm on two roads. I'm on a fork right now. <laughs> Do we keep talking about this? No, let's finish. Hold on, I want yeah, to get. We're going to get to that. The theater, but let's finish uh, the theater thread. Side. Yeah. Okay. Currently, you're in a play. I am. I'm acting in my, uh, my, my first ever Shakespeare. Yep. Um, that's that's sweet. Yeah. It's awesome. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Like ever since my mom started taking me to the Shakespeare festival in uh, Prescott, which is a world-class Shakespeare festival, just, uh, 45 minutes from Ottawa. If anyone gets the chance to check it out, it's fantastic. I I didn't know about this. In the summer? Yeah. It's, um, it's on for two months every summer, July and August, um, they put on two shows uh, every year. Professional actors from Ottawa, Toronto, all over Ontario. And uh, wow. it's just a 
quaint little festival. It's all outdoor theater right on the river. It's a beautiful, beautiful setting. That's so that's where cool. I really fell in love with Shakespeare. Sure. Did you did you ever? I mean, so you've read your share of Shakespeare? Your share of Shakespeare? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> weird. A few plays, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and and now acting in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole different ballgame. It is a whole different ballgame. You you kind of realize, um, in order to say the words, you have to understand exactly what they mean. Like, there's no yeah. glossing over. So it, it involves like a lot of research, right? And yeah. trying to like figure out your character and like. And then speaking in a kind of a foreign language. Yeah. Because uh, obviously Elizabethan English is quite different from our modern yeah. English. Right. So it involves a, a quite bit. a bit of translation. Okay. Yeah. So in the plays The Tempest? That's yes, that's uh, that's the production I'm currently involved in with mm-hmm. Sock and Buskin uh, Theatre Company at yeah. uh, Carleton University. That's cool. Yeah. And so you've already done a couple shows. Yes. Uh, we opened this weekend. Uh Opening was on Friday night. Right. Spectacularly, after a kind of a rocky dress rehearsal. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, always scary. Yeah, but it was so relieving to have like a great opening after yeah, yeah. such a nerve wracking rehearsal the day before. Of course, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So this this podcast airs on Thursday. Excellent. Uh, so those who might be listening right away, could they still see you? Absolutely. Uh, for those of you listening on Thursday, you can run out and catch the show tomorrow at six. And Saturday at noon, and again, Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. So you have three chances to see the show. That is at Carlton. Yeah, it's at Carlton. It's in uh, Dunton Tower. In Dunton Tower? Yes, way up there. Got a fantastic view of the city. Wow. Up on the 20th floor. Um, What? Yep. Uh, There's not a theater, uh, per se, in that building. But we've kind of um, purposed a room to kind of be our acting space. And it works quite nicely. It's a very intimate venue. There's only 40 seats. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, some of, most of our lighting cues are done with light switches on the wall. Oh, but really? It, it yeah. really works. Yeah. It really works. That's kind of cool. That's charming. That seems very Shakespearean to just make do with what you have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well done. Can you summarize the, the Tempest? I, I know a lot of the titles for Shakespeare plays, but I get all the plot <laughs> lines mixed up. Right. Okay. Tempest is the one um, that's set on an island. Um, bit of a backstory, a uh, lot of exposition in this play to explain the backstory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, this duke, uh, his name is Prospero. Um, in our version, uh, it's Prospera. She's played by a woman. Okay. Um, so a little bit of gender bending there. Yeah. Sure. Um, so Prospero, uh, um, he's a duke and he starts getting involved in magic and uh, basically shuts himself away in his room with his books, uh, learning wizardry. And uh, his brother steps in and says, you know what? I don't think my brother, the Duke, is doing a very good job um, because he's not paying attention to uh, his dukedom and he's just studying magic all the time. So I'm going to um, usurp him. I'm going to send him away with his three-year-old child on a boat and basically leave them for dead and uh, put them off to sea. Um, Lovely. Not a great guy. Not a great guy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, luckily for Prospero, uh, his friend Gonzalo helps him out, gives him some water, some food, grabs his books for him um, and puts them all on the boat with him. So he'll have like, he'll be able to survive basically. Sure. Uh, And then the story starts, uh, the play starts, um, 
on the island. Prospero is like a big, powerful wizard now, and he's summoning a storm to crash a boat onto his island, which is carrying the king, Alonzo, um, Prospero's brother, and a few other lords and other persons. Basically, he shipwrecks them with magic ah. and uh, teaches them a lesson. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay. That's basically the plot of the play. And there's like a love story and there's Voice. drunks and singing and, of course, lots of magic and fairies and cool. all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. So there's a little <laughs> bit of every something for everyone. Yeah. We, well, which is the brilliance of all, a lot of these plays, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no matter what class, no matter what type of person or humor, there's something for it. Exactly. Very cool. And how big is the, the production here? How many, you know, I mean, is, is, it, is it large in terms of number of people, for example? Uh, number of people? I uh, haven't counted us all up. Sure. Uh, I think there's more than 10. <laughs> okay, that's, that's uh, enough. More than 10? So it's, yeah, like, it's quite a large cast. Um, a little bit of uh, wrangling involved. Sure. Uh, uh, to uh, get us all in the same room and get us to shut up. Yeah, sure. You know, actors love to talk. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what, what do you guys have to do for a, a green room, for example, if you guys, if this is a makeshift? Um, well, there's like a, kind of a small kitchen off of the room that we're using. So, okay, so a lot of us like room. squeeze in uh, to there or like we have curtains set up in hallways oh, so yeah. that like... Uh, the audience can't see us. It's like we've had to do a, a little bit of figuring, but it, no, no. it all okay. works. That, that's yeah. yeah, very cool. And this is with sock and busket. Sock and busket, yes. So sock and busket has been around for a long time. For a long time, since uh, the founding of Carleton University, pretty much. That, that's huge. Wow. Yeah, I did a bit of reading on it, and uh, I read that Dan Aykroyd was part of this theater company. Absolutely. And I've also heard that that the Great Canadian Theater Company and maybe another was founded. Based on you know people who came up in Sock and Buskin, I don't doubt it. So I mean that that's a big deal. I yeah. mean I like I, I didn't re- I mean I, I I just googled it, didn't think I'd see a, you know a ton mm-hmm. just because I don't know. I mean I I still no, it has a huge history. Yeah, and yeah. that's a thing. But it has its own Wikipedia entry and things like that. Right. Yeah. And from what I understand, they do three different types of productions per year or something. Uh, yeah, uh, they generally do a Shakespeare, yep. um, a musical. Uh, this year, it's Bonnie and Clyde musical, which is going up in January. Cool. And um, then they do some shorter pieces. Actually, right after this podcast, I'm yep. running over to do a callback audition for um, the next two shows that they're doing. They're doing a double bill. Uh, the Zoo Story by Edward Albee, okay. and a student-written um, show called uh, It's What Dr. Jenkins Would Have Wanted, which I actually premiered at Youth Infringement Festival a few years ago. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So, yeah, we don't know what happens, whether you get it or not, obviously, but yes. this is happening right after this recording this podcast. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, break a leg. Thank yeah. you. I wow. appreciate there that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting this together. So you don't have to be a Carleton student to... Uh, no. Uh, in their mandate, um, they require, I think it's something like 75% oh, of those people involved be Carleton students. Okay. But uh, other than that, they can hire pretty much anyone from the community. Right. Of course, it's all on volunteer basis. Right. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, let us move to uh, a segment. Sure, let's do it. How about we do our new segment, Classic Ottawa? Sure. Come on, do you want to? Every time you or I say it, it's confusing. It's either a new segment or a news segment. So let's <laughs> do a news segment. 
don't yeah. think I've ever said a new segment. We did. Beaver's Den came up. Uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is me thinking out loud, by the way. Uh, Rob, do you want to tag team this? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> you can see, start. He's super excited. Yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm not feeling super well today, but I'm powering through. Okay. That's why I didn't sound super excited, but I am. But you can start. I'm. I'm not any more convinced than I was before. So. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Classic Ottawa is our news segment, and it's about things happening around Ottawa. So, to start off, organizers of a vigil for Michael Brown, a black man who was wrongfully shot and killed by police in the States, are under fire after asking white people to be less visible at their protest, namely staying in the back so only black people are up front. Uh, while many people have criticized these organizers, the citizens Matt Stella wrote a piece arguing that white people often provoke people at pro- uh, sorry, <laughs> white people often provoke police at protests, causing black people to be punished. <laughs> my, my phone just turned off. Sorry. So many peas. Yeah. Uh, Stella is a graduate of NYU's baseless accusations program. That was a tough. Right. That was a tough go through yeah. to read. That's <laughs> written fine. Yeah, true. <laughs> go ahead. So up next, uh, the long-awaited Airport Parkway pedestrian bridge finally opened on Saturday, and people are out in full force to be among the first to cross it. The project was plagued with problems from the start, resulting in it being delayed by about three years and over budget by more than four million dollars. But man, is it ever worth it to people to cross that bridge to say they've done it, then get in their cars and drive back home because absolutely nobody lives around there. <laughs> By the way, that is how you deliver a sentence with multiple P's. You're right. There were, there were several P's and I heard yeah, every one. alliteration. In, in, in all honesty, my, I, took, I took so long to read it that my, ter- my phone automatically yeah. went black and, and I was done. And I, I thought it'd be easy to blame the joke writer, but... <laughs> I forgot he's sitting right next to me. (laughs) Uh, If you remember last year, longtime Ottawa Senator Daniel Alfredson had a pretty ugly departure from the Ottawa Senators as he left to sign the Detroit Red Wings. After back issues prevented him from playing another year, Alfie decided to hang up his skates and he's going to do it tonight, as in the day of this recording, December 4th, in a place he called home for 17 seasons. You know what that means. After a whole year of Sens fans and Leaf fans working together to boo Alfie, they officially have nothing left in common. <laughs> <laughs> when you say December 4th, you mean the day this comes out, that's not what, the day we're recording. Mean. You said the day of recording, oh. just today. Day of hearing recording. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to be clear, but you made yeah. it no, even more you confusing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I said December 4th. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, So the historic horticulture building at Lansdowne Park officially opened on Friday after $10 million was spent to renovate the building. While so much work has been done, the city elected to leave the peeling paint on some of the exposed brick to illustrate the building's history. Because the one thing taxpayers want to see after having spent $10 million poured into a project is a rundown exterior. Seems like a weird weird thing to do, right? Put up a plaque. That's what they do with everything else in Ottawa. Just put up a plaque. Tell me how historical this is. It's true. That's it. Don't leave peeling paint. Hey, Ottawa's being original for once. Ah, there you go. (laughs) Um, An Ottawa police officer who was arrested in October for criminal harassment has now been charged with stealing a city-owned defibrillator. The officer is a former CFL player so if anyone should recognize the importance of having defibrillators on site, this is the guy. <laughs> I don't get it. He stole a defibrillator. 
he's a he's an athlete. You you have to understand that in facilities you need the defibrillators there, but by stealing one, you know. Okay, I don't know. You should understand it. That's really? A, it's a stretch. A police officer and an athlete? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, judgment. Uh, <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs> Stay tuned next week when I redo that joke. <laughs> so, last up, a Costco gas bar on West Hunt Club was selling regular gasoline at 99.9 cents per liter marking the first time gas was this cheap since 2010. Cars were lined up to take advantage of the cheap price, while seniors were lined up alongside them to tell people how they remember when <laughs> gas cost only a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big day for everybody. <laughs> That's classic Ottawa. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Sorry. Enlightening. I feel like I'm more worldly. Yeah. Or, well, not worldly, but... Locally. Municipal. You're more locally. Municipally informed. <laughs> there, you there you go. You got it. Uh-huh. Lisa, the word genealogy mm-hmm. is written here. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Can you speak to uh, it? Uh, genealogy is um, the study of one's uh, family tree. Oh. Okay. Um, my grandmother, uh, Lorna Johnson, is uh, an amazing uh, genealogist. Uh, she and uh, my great aunt, her sister, um, are founding members of the Genealogical Society in Leeds Grenville, um, which I'm quite proud of. Um, and I actually got to work there uh, for two summers with them in the library, um, helping people study their family trees, oh, cool. looking through wow. microfish and land records and all that kind of really cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And, and, have you found anything in terms of you and your family? Uh, absolutely. There are some great stories. Uh, none that I actually discovered on my own, but just I've heard uh, okay. like through the grapevine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have probably most interestingly, a f- couple pirate ancestors. Ooh. Pirates. Yes. <laughs> pirates. Oh. Okay. Um, the most famous being uh, a lad by the name of Black Sam Bellamy. Um, he's such a well-known pirate that he actually has a National Geographic Channel uh, documentary about him. Wow. So, like, pretty famous dude. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, for being saying, a pirate. For being a pirate. That's it. Yeah, and, and dead for almost 200 <laughs> yeah. years. That, too. Yeah. <laughs> actually sailed with uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yeah. Um, I know that name. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. How does one react when you find out? You know that you're you know, you've yeah, come down. Blood. That works oh, as well. Well, I started drinking a lot of rum. Uh, <laughs> how else would you react? Relax is on the bottle. Exactly. <laughs> that that's pretty much it. Right. It's just like oh, cool. That's it. I'm, I'm going to tell might, all my friends about this. Yeah. Here's something I might be able to say on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, good stuff. That makes me twice as interesting. <laughs> yeah, at least. Did, at least. Did your life start making sense? You were like, I do like rum and I hate oranges. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It'll. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now my thirst for pillaging really makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so neat! I, yeah. I, I think I would be too afraid to find out. Like, what if you find out something horrible about your relatives? I like think there's were... something horrible in every ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but they tend to bury all the horrible yeah, stuff. You, you, you don't find it that often. <laughs> <laughs> and the horrible people. <laughs> Buried. Oh. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, sorry. I, I'm not on my game. <laughs> and, and so this is... So you you did this kind of stuff or started doing this stuff before the advent of, like, Ancestry.com and... No, no, I was, uh... Actually, that was half of my job, actually. It was oh, just helping, uh citizens probably 80 plus uh figure out <laughs> exactly how to use ancestry.ca oh, okay. well, um yeah that was most of my job actually was just being a computer technician <laughs> okay that's yeah. cool did you ever help anyone uncover something horrible by accident mm, no i can't say no, i did yeah okay. no horrible stories <laughs> although i i was looking through um some microfiche of um old um Brockville recorder in Times uh, newspapers and found an interesting story about a woman who murdered her child and then blamed it on a wild pig. Um, And it was like three weeks worth of stories as they were like discovering what actually happened. And that was so really interesting to read. (laughs) Yeah. One of the more bizarre stories I have from that job. How long ago was that? Oh, I can't remember the date. Huh. It's probably uh, mid to late 1800s. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if somebody did yeah. that in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not unheard of. I'm sure somebody did. True. But yeah. Well, I mean, they, they'd already heard the story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's been, this has been done before. Like, exactly. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Let's call Lisa in here. Uh, so, Lisa, you're also a descendant or a United Empire Loyalist descendant. Yes. What does that mean? Um, basically, I had to write the date down on my hand. So I appreciate that. <laughs> basically, um, people who came over from England and other colonies to settle in the United States, um, but still remained loyal to the British crown after the Treaty of Separation in 1783. <laughs> As <we> uh, <laughs> Uh, they were given um, a title of United Empire Loyalist um, when they moved to Canada to um, to stay loyal to the British Crown. They said, uh, we don't really want to be part of your Revolutionary War. Uh, we're just going to go a couple miles to the north and uh-huh. live peacefully and love the Queen. Okay. Um, huh. So uh, those who uh, immigrated to Canada were given a title and um, I think it was 200 acres of land um, was granted to them. Wow. Yeah. And, and that applies to you. It applies to me. Um, the United Empire Loyalist Association of Canada uh, will grant a, t- a certificate to anyone who can prove their descent from uh, one of these oh, United wow. Empire Loyalists. Oh, so that's wow. still, still going on. Yeah. That's very cool. Right. Is, it, is that prominent in your... Family, you guys have pictures of the queen. Um, I wouldn't say pictures, but um, in order to get your certificate and to be able to use um, the title after your last name, which is UE, which I can affix to my signature. Oh, so it's oh, an wow. actual title. Yeah. Oh. Um, Very cool. You have to uh, swear allegiance to the queen. It has to be like a written, like documented oath huh. of allegiance to the queen and all her descendants. Huh. Which, which you've done. Which I've done. Okay. Yeah. Was it difficult? To, to, uh, well, I mean, were you just sort of born into this or did you have to, to like 
do this work to, to prove it? Or was it well, well being, being the granddaughter of a genealogist, uh, uh, no, she, she already had all the work done. <laughs> so but it, you do have to provide all kinds of documentation, um, newspaper clippings of birth announcements and marriage announcements oh, wow. and things like that. Right. Just basically anything you can uh, use to prove that you're descent from okay. uh, a British loyalist. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what? What uh, you have a title now. Oh, yeah. And do you have like a... Any any certificate or plaque or anything? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, your membership comes with a, a, a nice certificate that's signed by the president of the association. Okay, and uh, yeah, it's just a, a nice certificate with a gold seal, and then uh, huh. you, you get a title that you can use cool. at your will. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Does it come with any? Other perks? You uh, no, no, few, it doesn't but... come with the land. Unfortunately, okay. I didn't inherit two hundred acres. Okay. Um, okay, all right. But yeah, but that's basically it. That's I can uh, I can call myself a loyalist, which is you know, I'd say that's 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 pretty exciting. That's a cool thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Does that come with the free subscription to BBC on cable? Or I, I think it you should get to follow the proceedings of uh, the <laughs> wedding and the, oh, yeah. the baby. That makes and... sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to call the Queen about that this week. Okay. Oh, sorry, you have phone calls with Queen. Uh, no. <laughs> this would be the first. Only in my dreams. Only in my Still dreams. Still counts. I'm not even allowed to have those. So. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk a bit about? So we kind of explored the theater. Um, yeah. Do you want to backtrack and go down the other route? Yeah. The other road. The road less traveled. There it is. <laughs> I, I I couldn't think of it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a cook slash working towards being a chef. Yeah. Um, so, uh, after I discovered that my uh, theater career was not going to get me money fast, um, <laughs> I, I quickly chose uh, a new trade. I went back to uh, school immediately after I finished my theater program. Immediately after? Immediately after. Wow. And um, I studied culinary art arts, okay. at uh, again, at Algonquin. Oh, cool. Um, I just... I love that place too much. Apparently. Uh, I'm loyalist. Yes. Ah. <laughs> there should be a title. I was going to say, there's no title too. this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was there for um, one semester. I only finished one semester of, uh, of my year-long program. And okay. uh, started working as a cook uh, for Aramark at Carleton University. And I've been there for the last uh, three and a half years now. Is, is, that, the, is that the calf? Yeah, it's uh, oh, okay. the cafeteria in the residence uh, commons building. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? It's huge. Yep. Um, we serve <laughs> something like 3,500 people a day. Oh, wow. Um, so I think that's the number. I'll, I'll yeah. update you on that. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we want to be accurate on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Do all our research beforehand. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vegan. <laughs> and so does that mean you rotate from a university center to the residence, or do you have, like, a specific area? Uh, no, I, I work at... Uh, residents uh, pretty much exclusively. Okay, yeah, cool. um, I've also had a couple gigs with um, the catering department, uh, which is housed in the same building uh, that we are um, cool. doing weddings and uh, events and things on campus. Oh. Um, so that's kind of like a, a different uh, experience. It's all prep, prep, prep beforehand and then, right. then coast through the rest <laughs> of the night. Whereas um, 
at the CAF, it's uh, you're constantly serving uh, right. yeah. incoming crowds. So, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a bit of a different flow. Right. Yeah. So working in, you know, with people who are living in residence, for example, I imagine you see a lot of people who are new to being at school or, or, or being away from home at the very least. Do you have interesting people, like, do you have people making interesting requests or, or reacting interestingly to hmm. whether it's a type of food or they want something in particular? Or I wish I could think of a good anecdote, mm. but, um, I mean, there, there, there's always uh, people who uh, think they're still at mom's house and sure. uh, they want yeah. you to make them something special sure. and I, well, let's try to accommodate. But, okay, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more difficult, obviously. It's a little more difficult. Well, how do you price it? Okay, that's cool. So, so within the residence, do you have? Because I know there are different stations, right? There's like an omelet bar and there's a stir fry thing. Mm -hmm. Do you rotate through those? Uh, No, I work in the kitchen, so I'm cooking uh, some of the bigger dishes. Like we do uh, roasts every other day, so I'm preparing like roast beefs and roast pork. Oh. chickens and things like that and then we have stews and uh basically like the entree okay, uh, yeah. type stuff yeah oh, and then of course like um i'm uh helping the the cooks out on the stations making right. sure they have everything they need okay. yeah. Do you, are you how where does this fit in in terms of getting to your goal of becoming a chef well um how does that work you what I'm uh, what I'm going for is uh, it's called my uh, Red Seal uh, examination, which is a trades uh, certificate. Okay. Uh, but f- before you can uh, write the knowledge uh, exam uh, for the chef's Red Seal, you have to accumulate um, I think it's six thousand hours working with a certified chef. Oh. So um, <laughs> I get to work with um, five or six. Um, excellent chefs at work and um, just accumulating my hours and uh, skills before I can write my exam and become a, a certified Red Seal chef. Right. That's a big deal. 6,000 hours. Yeah. Are, are you counting the hours that you you have down? Uh, <laughs> I'm almost there. You're almost there? I'm almost I figured there. after yeah. three years you'd be pretty yeah. close, but uh, cool. Uh, I think working what? full-time, it's... A little less than four years. That makes sense. Okay. Six thousand hours. That so. makes sense. Okay. And and what happens next? Like, what, what's what's the goal? Obviously, the goal is to support whatever you can in, in terms of acting. Right? Yes. But what's the goal in terms of culinary? Um, I always thought it would be cool to like um, own my own restaurant, um, doing like a kind of a farm to table thing, doing local uh vegetables probably sourcing from my dad's farm uh because that would be (laughs) easy that works out pretty well Uh, (laughs) but i'm quickly realizing that uh the amount of money you put into uh, a venture like that and the chances of it being successful um it's really hard to uh, put yourself on the line like that so i'm think I might be changing my goal and <laughs> sticking with uh, Aramark for uh, a little longer, becoming like doing the corporate uh, okay. yeah, side of things yeah. just because there's a lot less risk involved. Yeah. Uh, of course. That's why <laughs> it exists, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then you sense. have like your job description just entirely laid out for you, right? Yeah, you have, yeah. Like, that makes sense. You get paid this much to do this and this and this. Exactly. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. I think I can live with that. Yeah. yeah. And then stress. act on the side. Oh, there you yeah. go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Cool. 
I've read about restaurants that some something like fifty percent of them close in the first year. Yeah, like restaurants. Yeah. And I've also heard from people who own restaurants that it's just that that's your life, you know, like yeah. spent like it's, think about it all the time. Yeah, and you're like always there, like from open to yeah. close, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it sounds like a very very uh, tough profession to be a restaurant owner, and, and even just a business owner. Right. As yeah. A whole, in general. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who have uh, startups in Ottawa. And they, they said the same thing in terms of like, they, they almost scoff at the idea of a nine to five because they're like, no, I mean, as I'm having the conversation, they're like, I'm still emailing, right, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm emailing some clients, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's also because they're very passionate about what they yeah. do, yes. right? You know, it's not like, you know, we do this podcast or we do whatever else we, we want on, on the side. And that's kind of what we're passionate about. But if yeah. your passion is so focused on one particular thing, it's a little easier for them, but it's still a lot of stress. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm always curious about people who cook or chef for a living. Um, what, what's your home food situation like? Ah. Uh, I don't cook at home. Oh. Uh, I'm so sick of food. <laughs> yeah. uh, when I finish working that, I, I very rarely cook right. at home. It's yeah. m- most of the time it's like a bag of chips from the convenience store mm-hmm. and a tub of ice cream. Um, yes. I eat very poorly at home. <laughs> Together? Uh, sometimes really <laughs> <laughs> dip, dip the chips in the ice cream that's, you get the soft nice. and crunchy the salty yeah. and sweet okay it's, uh, okay it's all of balance that's it <laughs> word from a chef it's all about balance <laughs> 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 no, that, that's that's interesting yeah i was wondering the yeah, same thing. I, I always assume it would go one yeah one of two ways right mm-hmm. either yes. you leave work at work or you have amazing meals at home but yeah i can see that being being kind of not sick of it but yeah being yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's the opposite cooking. when I'm at my parents' home. Uh, of course, mom always wants me to cook oh, right. uh, yeah. when I'm there. <laughs> and um, it always winds up on holidays that my mom and my sister-in-law are like, Lisa, <laughs> can we help you in the kitchen? I'm just like, nope, stay out of here for like the next four hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do my thing. You guys have fun somewhere else. Yep. And then you'll have a fantastic meal at the end. Ah, that's and <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> my mom's just like scurrying around me. Cleaning the dishes. Yeah. That's our deal. If, if I do the cooking, I don't have to do the cleaning. That should be the rule. Yeah, that should, should be the rule. That it, makes sense. It's tough when you have a, a profession that's so visible or so sought after, like like cooking or... Like, I know, like, people who do IT work. Oh, yeah. Like they're, oh, you know, can you they're, fix my computer? They're their friend's yeah. IT guy for everything. Yeah. Hard. Or even, like, being a teacher, like, whenever there are kids at a party or something. It kind of falls on Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, it does. Wow. Yeah. They're like, oh, can you watch the... You're good at looking like, at kids yeah. during the day, so maybe you're good at night, too. I mean, work at work. I give them a bottle of Tylenol or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we all learned something. Don't let your kids handle the Keegan. <laughs> um, let us talk about... What other segment do we do? There's another one. Beaver's, Beaver's Den. Den. <laughs> Why don't you introduce nice. it? Yeah, so Beaver's Den is uh, it's kind of like Dragon's Den. Except for it's not a real show. It, this is a real this show. It's a real show. I guess, yeah. It's a show Don't sell a show. yourself short, Keegan. <laughs> okay. nice. um, yeah, so Beaver's Den is where we pitch, or one of us pitches an idea, a business idea. And then um, the rest of us, including our guests, uh, harass that person. Wow. Pretty much. That's a, that's a good opening. Am I? <laughs> so, Lisa, do you want to you update your, uh, your rating? Oh, uh, yeah. Um... I'm going to say you're, you're sick, 
Sitting at like uh, seven and a half again for me. Oh, I'm sorry. He just offered to harass me. And now, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think harassment's hilarious. Yeah, I'm including Lisa <laughs> in it. She's, she's gonna, uh, okay. Get it on your That's dumb fair. idea. I forgot I'm not hanging out with my HR friends. <laughs> 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 okay. So it's not even a bad idea, first okay. of all. Well, we'll be the judge of yeah. that. It's a good idea. It's practical. And I was thinking about it the other week. Okay. Lately, it's November. There's uh, oh, it, 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 for about the past month has been no. Here's the thing: when this comes out, it'll be December. Yeah. It'll be December when people hear this. So yeah, in November we had a lot of windstorms, right? Yes. Terrible. We all heard it, sort of at our homes, it's like right? a tempest. Uh, it was like a tempest. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, so I, I was just thinking, like, what can we do to like, I don't know what what what. What kind of service could be created out of this type of, of, of event? You know, a lot of wind, whether you're walking in a place, whether you're at home and you're uncomfortable hearing. I don't have any shutters, but I imagine people with shutters, they feel very, <laughs> very uncomfortable. So I was thinking, okay, in the movies, because that's, that's my only reference point here. In the movies, when there's wind, windstorms and, and tornadoes, people put up like plywood or like two by fours yeah. and stuff like that. That always sounds like a bad idea because they just fly all over the place and then what, you got to put them back up. So what I was thinking is you hire people. You hire people to stand around whatever you want as a barrier or wherever you want your barrier. So if you don't want this one particular set of windows blowing in the wind, we could, I could provide a service where people could stand in front of it. And the beauty of people is that they have legs. And the beauty of legs is I that do appreciate if, a good leg. Right? Mm. We all do, Lisa. We all do. <laughs> So we, they, you know, if a person gets blown away, they could just run back into position. And I'm thinking all the people that we hire, we could just hire people who are just, you know, those people who are just hot all the time. Well, I mean, this is just going to cool them down. So that's one level. And I was thinking we could offer like different levels of services. So there's that to just block parts of your house. Okay. Or I have a balcony out here and I want to use it in the wintertime, for example. Yeah. If I could just have people standing around me, then it would sort of shield me from the wind. And what I was thinking is <laughs> they would, you know how like, there's gaps in between people? When you stand side by side, there might be the risk yeah, of the wind coming gap. through. Person gaps. The classic. No, we've heard of thigh gaps. we heard of person gaps. You know, they could unzip their coats, zip them to each other, and surround them so it's like this enclosed thing. Huh. It's almost like wearing a coat. Well, I, I would call these guys windbreakers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's like a government grant. You know, they're doing that whole economic action plan for uh, creating jobs. I'm but pretty people sure. People do need jobs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it could work. Okay. Uh, are you happy with yourself right now? <laughs> I was happy. I lost myself, but I'm happy again. I think I'm about oh, wait. again. Like any good business pitch, you started with in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's How would you feel about hiring people to be windbreakers, though? Like, what would the Kijiji ad read like? Want to make money? Here's something you can do. It actually sounds like a classic Kijiji ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the people who use Kijiji for these types of services would be my main okay. group. Demographic. Demographic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? 
<laughs> I'm finding a lot of our business ideas involve hiring people to do weird, like, menial tasks. Yeah. Like, we had one service where you hire someone to put gas in your car. Yeah. Just already a job. Well, that's a, it's a valet thing. Yeah. Or a, a, gas, yeah. a gas valet. Yeah. And then I had one where you hire people to cut your power. Yeah. And you were just hiring people to stand. Like, <laughs> it's a weird thematic thing that we can do. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we have we, to branch out. We should look into our structure again. <laughs> anyway. So that's my only... <laughs> my main criticism. I was, I was, I was yeah. literally sitting there during that windstorm and writing this. I'm like, uh, or like we're writing the idea of it. I'm just like, uh, I don't know what to take it. <laughs> but I feel like that. I mean, people need jobs. People want silence and non wind. I don't know. I'm giving you a two out of 10 for this one. Ron. <laughs> really disappointing. Reactive <laughs> rating. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know what? If somebody's interested in doing that, uh, that 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 idea, you you email us. <laughs> uh, do we have a new email now? We do. We do. Yeah. And what's that? Uh, so our new email as of this week is mail at ottawapodcast dot com. So nice and simple. Yeah. Does the old one still work? It does. If people are are interested enough to listen to this, but also too lazy to change. Well, I mean, I mean, if it's already saved in your phone, you don't want to go back. Because so many people have our emails saved in their phones. But but, the other thing is that maybe somebody meant to write something to us, saved a draft, and just hasn't gotten around to sending it. The old one still works just fine. Exactly. So, so that specific don't, situation. Don't, exactly. Is you. There's no need to repeat the other yeah. email because we, we don't want to confuse people. Well, also, I'm going to say, <laughs> if you're sitting on a draft email to us, send it. Hit it's send, it. by it's all fine. means. Don't even, don't even finish it. Just, don't even spell check. That's it. Just hit send now. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Lisa, what are, what are some of your favorite things about Ottawa? Uh, favorite things about Ottawa museums, definitely. Oh, I'm yeah. a bit of a museum geek, and Ottawa has some of the best, in my opinion. Uh, favorite being the Bytown, just a oh, yeah. quaint little yeah. museum. Is that, is that the one uh, like one? Hogsback? Uh, it's no, it's down by the locks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Downtown, yeah. Uh, right beside the Parliament uh, buildings oh, there. It's a nice hidden museum. Like, yeah, I it's really hidden. It mm-hmm. It's a hidden gem. Hidden gem, even. <laughs> I like it. Diamond in the rough. Okay. There's no rough around there. Uh, no, it's actually kind of beautiful. <laughs> Very beautiful. Diamond in the beauty. Yes. Well, and so what makes a good museum good <laughs> what for makes, you? What makes a museum good? Yeah, like, um, that's a good teaching question. me something I didn't know I wanted to learn. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Can you think of an idea? Uh, of an example? Um, just at the Bytown, they had a death hand of, um, oh, who's the guy that was uh, shot downtown? On Darcy Day? McGee. Darcy McGee. They yes. had the death hand of Darcy McGee. And I didn't know that taking a, a death cast was a thing until I went there. Uh, but it was a tradition, basically, to take a cast of a person's face, right. of a person's head, when they had died, to preserve them. To immortalize them, basically. Uh, Of course, Darcy McGee was shot in the head, so that wasn't a good option. So they cast his hand, and that cast is at the Bytown. Oh, yeah. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, not bad. Uh, So that's your favorite museum? Yes. Do you want to say what your least favorite museum is? 
Uh, personally, I feel right really now, bad for saying it, but science and tech. Right now. Yeah. Right now with the asbestos. And exactly. The, <laughs> nobody wants to go there. And the mold. Yeah, the mold. Um, but yeah, I had went there uh, a couple uh, years ago and it was not as good as I remembered it when I was a kid. But it's well, not I mean, interesting. There's a crazy kitchen. Yeah. The it's, crazy kitchen is the best part. Which is always fun. <laughs> but it's it's really just that about 80 to 90% of their exhibits, whatever it was, uh, they were all in storage, right? I mean, yeah. they, they yeah. didn't have the room for it. It's too small. Yeah. It's a big, it's a former bakery. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe The trains it. are cool. The train yeah. exhibit is excellent. Yeah. Uh, but everything else is, just seems like really outdated. Yeah. So uh, I hope with the renovations they're doing, it's going to be revamped. Yeah. We'll find out in excellent. 2017, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. At the earliest, 2017. At the earliest, sorry. But if we know anything about that pedestrian bridge on airport yeah. parking. Yeah. <laughs> the the trains were cool, but it always, to me, it always seemed like kind of a waste of that space. Like, because they have like, what, you could fit so much trains. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you could have one or two trains, and you get the idea. You don't need except for those people those who trains. really, really like I trains. That's the thing. Yeah. Then there, six is not enough. There are a lot of people who are very much yeah. into trains. And the ceiling is so high; it seems like a hangar, it's right? Huge. Like they could put two or three floors in there. Sure. Other stuff. Well, write that to yeah, uh, the pitch people it. who are doing the, the renovations. Okay. Do a virtual train simulator. That's what my pitch will be. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the same thing. Why not just do that at home? Why go to the museum? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also see that you like uh, shawarma shops. I do. Oh, nice. Uh, coming from such a small town as I do, um, Spencerville. Uh, Spencerville. Your, yes. Your, your only options for food are uh, Chinese or pizza. So when I moved to Ottawa and I discovered the beauty that is Lebanese food and Thai food and all the other wonderful ethnic cuisines you can get here, I'm just enamored. I eat shawarma like at at least once every two weeks. I love it. Where is your number one shawarma spot? Shawarma Palace on on Rito Street. It's the best. Everybody knows it's the best. Everyone knows. (laughs) They, They open one somewhat recently on Bank and on Club. I heard about yeah. that. And it is oh. also good. Okay. It's the same. Tried and true. Well, the yeah. one uh, at uh, Carling and... I forget what. Okay. Well, Carling and something. Yeah. It uh, is really good, too. I mean, it, they're, they're consistent, which is key. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you never know when you have different locations if it's just the person that's there. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not somebody who feels like when I've had a... A non-palace shawarma, I don't feel like it's terrible. Right. But yeah. there are some people who feel that way, and I forget which one. Well, I mean, they're all royalty anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shawarma prince, king, king, shawarma prince. Exactly. Castle. King shawarma. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, shawarma uh, duke. I don't... Yeah, right. Is there one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. We all just doubted you. Uh, do they have dukes in Lebanon? <laughs> Let's go there and find out. Okay. Call it what uh, trip? I, I was having a conversation at Shawarma yesterday, at Shawarma Palace, yep. about how I think Shawarma is the best restaurant to go on a, a date. No. Because you yeah. both... So much because garlic. Because you both smell like garlic, so it cancels uh, out. That's the best And thing. it's like, it's ethnic food, so it's like kind of like fun and exciting, but I never met anyone who disliked Shawarma. So also, it's like, like a shawarma. nice casual That's, date spot. It is casual. Yeah. It's comfortable. You don't like shawarma? No. You're the first what? person I've ever talked to who doesn't like shawarma. Yeah, it's, I mean, if someone gave it to me and was, I was hungry, I'd probably eat it. But I, I see never, you're indifferent. I've, no, I've no. never, like, I've gone to shawarma restaurants, mm-hmm. but the experience I've had, I'm just like, this is, it's 
okay. Like mm. there's food okay. I prefer a lot more. Right. Okay. But you don't dislike shawarma. I would say I dislike shawarma. God damn. <laughs> Is that a Jedi mind trick? All right, well, this podcast is over. Right? <laughs> uh, Lisa, you own a bunny. Yes, I do. Tell us about it. Um, her name is uh, Dolly Parton. Of course it is. Uh, um, she's, a, she's a lion-head rabbit, a okay. lion-head dwarf rabbit. Um, she's, uh, she's black with, uh, with a gray beard. Um, the old gray beard. The old gray beard, right. and she likes to poop on Anything and everything. Hmm. Uh, Sounds like Rob. Yep. <laughs> this rabbit and I have a lot in common. <laughs> we should meet her sometime. Yeah, yeah, I almost brought her along with me, and then I remembered it's it's not a televised yeah. show. No, it's, not. It's, it's, it's recorded. Exactly. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. The thought counts. Uh, cool. How long have you had uh, money? Uh, my dad got uh, Dolly Parton for me for Christmas uh, two years ago. Yeah, we've been together for a solid two years. Okay. It's been a wonderful, wonderful love affair. Good stuff. Any, uh, any, anything interesting that came of owning a uh, bunny that you might not have known before? Um, I have to buy a lot of phone charging cords. Uh, I go through them like crazy. Uh. Um, sometimes she gets jealous of all the time I spend on my phone and uh, <laughs> nibbles right through the cord. Teaches right. me a good lesson. Right. Wow. Yes. Good old Dolly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's smarter than she looks. Don't it. it's, it's the it's the long game here, right? Yes. Yeah. The battery is not going to run out right away, but it will. Yep. Oh, it yeah. will. I like it. Is a bunny and hair the same thing? A hair? Um, a I'm not sure about the difference okay. between the two. Because hairs are pretty fast. Mm. And you know what else is fast? A speed round. Oh, oh you <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm trying to figure out. You said you had a joke prepared that you still wanted to say on the podcast. Have you said it yet? Oh, I haven't. No, it's not really a joke. I was just, I'm not feeling very well because I drank yeah. too many margaritas last night. Oh. I went to the doctor this morning. He said I have Lyme disease. Oh, oh. I was going to work you, it in organically. <laughs> you know what? You, you should have just said, yeah, I already said it. And, and just left it at that. Because we were Made so everybody impressed. look back over the podcast. Yeah, it's, I didn't hear it. What was it? Redownload it. That segue might have been the best you've ever had. It was. Yeah. And that's pretty insulting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Okay, anyway. Bye. There you go. So... Uh, Speed round is our segment where we uh, barrage our guests with questions. Some are silly, some are deathly serious. <laughs> Most are silly. Okay. And uh, we'll do two minutes that Rob talks. Yep. And then, uh, well, it's probably over after that. Yeah. Yep. All right. We will start with uh, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, R- Rocky Road. Okay. Which uh, which of us would look best in a cowboy hat? Oh my goodness! Um, other than me? Other than Ooh, you, yeah. obviously. Uh, I, I, I'm on. You look pretty pretty nice in a cowboy hat with that mustache. Can we cut it so it just says you're the pretty? Because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pretty. Go ahead. Keith. Who's the best actor? Actor. The be- the best actor ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Patrick Stewart. Nice. What's your favorite Shakespearean play? Favorite Shakespeare is Twelfth Night. Okay. Who is your favorite James Bond? 
I, I only know two. Where are those two? Sean Connery. Anyway, uh, what's the most annoying food to make or prepare? Poached eggs. What is the other James Bond you know? Daniel Craig. Okay. Oh, also Pierce Brosnan. There you go. Oh. <laughs> but I don't like him. Okay. I don't like him. <laughs> He's uh, not even on the radar. <laughs> what's your favorite non-shawarma Ottawa restaurant? Non-shawarma Ottawa restaurant. Um, there's just too many choices. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> um, I'm going to say the works because I went there last night nice. and I love burgers. Uh, yeah, I need to do. What would you never do? What would I never do? I would never hurt you. Oh. What's your favorite pizza topping? Favorite pizza topping, green olives. Can you put anything on a pizza? Yes. Hmm. What's your go-to dance move? Uh, the shopping cart. Awesome. <laughs> favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time? Beauty and the Beast or Casablanca? Favorite building in Ottawa? Favorite building in Ottawa. Let's see. Um, that's a good question. Your building, because you're in it. Aww. A heartfelt speed round. <laughs> that was perfect. I like it. Uh, that's all the time we have. I would like to thank Elisa for being on our show. Thank you. You can see her in The Tempest Yeah. At in Dunton Tower. Yeah, at Carleton University this Friday and Saturday. Where can they get tickets? Right at the door. Perfect. Yeah. Five bucks. Oh, and uh, we're also uh, taking money. Uh, not taking money. We're accepting <laughs> donations for the snowsuit fund. What uh, is that? Uh, it's uh, I don't know what that cl- is. clothing called children. Uh, so the money goes to buying uh, unfortunate uh, children um, winter clothes. Uh, oh. Ottawa, as we all know, gets yeah. chilly yeah. Uh, in the winter months and uh, there's some kids that just can't afford mittens. We should do we should do something for that. That's like a really big Ottawa charity. Yeah. Why don't I know about this? I've never heard of you. Kids oh, there you, you don't have kids. I work with kids. Anyway, tell you about <laughs> that regardless, that's a great that's a great cause. Uh, actually fun. our uh, our matinee on Saturday, it's pay what you can so you can give as much or as little as you want, but all of the proceeds will go to support oh, uh, the snowsuit great. fund. That's great. That's I'm really 100% going to go now. That's yeah. really great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can find us at ottawatpodcast.com. Yep. <laughs> I always <was>, <laughs> mess it up. I was going really slow. <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, poke us or something. Yeah. Whatever you do on Definitely poke us. Yeah. Or share Who news. doesn't like a good poke? Yeah. <laughs> I got poked <laughs> recently. Like, really recently. I thought they, like, took it off Facebook. But yeah. they didn't. No, it's there. It's, it's still there. It's still there. I haven't been poking forever. Still creepy, but. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I think I've deleted anybody who's poked me. <laughs> I have to poke you now. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so share news stories with us that you want us to talk about or events. Yeah. Um, we have the food bank coming up on the show. We do. It's going to be very cool. A representative from the food bank. Right. Yeah, not the entity. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that covers it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're approaching the end of 2014. Yeah, we'll do we very have, quickly. Well, we also have... Uh, a, an employee from the University of Ottawa. Company. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so that's, that's cool too. Are we sending off color things about you, Ottawa? No, no I think we it's love you, Ottawa. 
Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's that. So, yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, Lisa. Thanks for having yeah. me. It was fun, guys. It was a great time. Yeah, it's a, it's, that was a good time. I enjoyed this. But, uh, yeah, this is fun. So we'll let you have the final word, the word being auto what? <laughs> auto what?